0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode of Born Ready to Pod is brought to you by Bet Online. There's no short of, of action going on with our partners over at betonline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the nba announcing its return in late july but right now ufc boxing nascar and international soccer have all resumed play and bet online has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches need more bet online has simulated nfl nba and ufc happening live every day for devout gamblers to check out bet online also offers hundreds of live casino games poker tournaments and the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online wagering experts.
2: Boys, it's Jeremy
0: W. Miller.
1: For his ninth. Eighteen points, nine rebounds, six assists. Oh, no, oh, 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 the dickens! Double time!
2: Miles ah. Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Oh, no! Oh, no! Don't no, 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 let him throw it down like that! Victor! Oh, the geek folk! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Born Ready to Pod.
0: Welcome back. Hey there, sports fans. Oh, <laughs> technical difficulties there. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Born Ready to Pod Podcast. Uh, I am Chris Cook, and joining me here today, uh, once again, Eric Hawk, Jake Light. Today, we're doing something a little bit different. We're doing video podcasts for the first time ever. Um, so, what do you guys think about this new setup? We got first test that we're running on this thing people are going to see our faces.
2: It's a little, it's a little awkward, but I've got to say, Jake, your hair is just, it looks phenomenal. I appreciate that. Uh,
1: it is a little awkward. I'm sitting, I came to Chris's house to record. Um, and so I thought I could sit in the living room while Chris was in his kitchen, which is roughly like seven feet away from each other. And, uh, it, it did not work out well. So I'm sitting in his wife's spare bedroom, uh
0: and uh, I'm just kind of chilling out. Sometimes. Granted, he wanted to go to the nursery first. Like, he wanted to go sit, like, with no seat or anything. Like, he was just going to sit on the floor. Yeah, I
1: was. Um, but because I thought less weird hanging out in nursery where there's, where there's no kids rather than your wife's spare bedroom. But I was wrong. And I'm just sitting on this bed and just kind of hanging out.
2: Yeah, I said you should just go in the yard, and that way when your hot takes, you just are screaming at your computer, and then all the neighbors can be concerned, and maybe we can get the cops (laughs) called. That would be a good video conference. I'm sure Chris and his HOA uh,
1: president would love that.
0: Yeah, they don't do much around here, but anyways. All right this is what we got really one topic here today i know we got some around the association but we'll start it off victor oladipo i have some notes here to go over but everybody kind of knows the backstory on this so i'm just going to open it up first things first your thoughts on it i'll go through my notes um and you just tell me what you think what you want to get off your chest based on uh, everything that's came out over the past week
2: yeah jake why don't you start us off here uh
1: I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of thoughts. I'm not exactly sure what Chris is going to say with his notes. Um, I think first, the first thing I want to say is I disagree with Victor Oladipo's decision to sit out. Um, clearly, um, this is not a situation where he wants to stay home. Because he's going with the team in Orlando. Uh, this is not a situation in which uh, he's scared to get hurt because he's practicing five on five with the team in Orlando. Like you could very easily get hurt in practice. Paul George got hurt in a in a USA scrimmage. Like. It it bothers me. Um, It it, it bothers me more that Victor has decided this is really probably. our – It sounds stupid. Like people probably don't agree with me, but this is our best chance uh, for. I I think this is the best chance for an NBA title. Honestly, as weird as it sounds, because there's so much up in the air. Uh, The Bucks are one Giannis positive COVID test away from not being good. Uh, Boston is really young. They haven't proven they can win in the playoffs. Uh, Philly never does anything in the playoffs because they don't shoot it very well. Like This was probably uh, the Pacers' best chance to win. So from a strictly uh, how I view Victor's standpoint, um, I disagree with his decision. I'm not so mad at Victor. Um, And I'll I'll go into it after I let you have uh, your initial thoughts, too, Hunker. Not so mad at Victor. I'm more mad at local media um, and local fans. and I'll go into that, like I said, here shortly. But uh, Victor made, in my opinion, a very selfish decision. Um, I I feel like that – I'm not mad at him for making the decision. He is doing what he thinks is best for him personally. But it's selfish. He uh, He's leaving his teammates high and dry. Uh, he came back this year, uh, reports at the beginning of the year where the, the – the Pacers wanted to give him $40 million a year for the next four years, coming off a terrible knee injury, and he felt like that, that was ludicrous and crazy for them to even offer that. Okay, so there's some bad blood. We can act like there's not bad blood, but there is. And uh, he thought that, that, that offer was ludicrous from the Pacers. He goes on to be a subpar this year when he came back, which is fine because guess what? He was rusty. He hadn't played in the full year. Everybody else is playing at high levels, and, and he's not able to. So I get, I get it that he, he was going to be down. We said it on the podcast several times that he was not going to come back to the old Victor. Fine. Okay. okay? But what he's doing now is he's making a selfish selfish decision because he knows that in order to get the contract he wants, he, he can't play the way he did at the beginning of this year. So either A, he's more injured than we thought, okay? And he's, he's really not right, which is not good because, obviously, he's supposed to be our franchise cornerstone. Uh, B, he's doing this very selfishly, and he's planning on leaving the Pacers. And he knows he gets hurt, he's not going to get the money he wants elsewhere. Or C, he there's just straight bad blood, and it's not good. And the fact that he didn't tell the team or his teammates that he, that he was not going to be playing before Shams kind of put that out there. That's a very bad sign. Not only uh, for the Pacers, our fans, and Victor Oladipo, it's it, it's a bad sign. The organization because we pride ourselves on, on being competitive 44 7 and uh, you know trying to be inclusive and the Pacers have been out front on a lot of these Black Lives Matter issues they really happen there at the forefront you can look and see when they send stuff to pay the teams like we are an organization that prides themselves on communication and structure and what Victor did really brought that into question I have a lot more stuff to say but I want, want you I want your thoughts
2: we got a
0: whole show here so you got tons of time to give your thoughts.
2: I got you. Yeah. I'm going to start with this. I just think Old Depot is the most significant player sitting out for any team I've seen thus far. I mean, he's definitely more significant than Trevor Riza. There's an argument for Bradley Beal, but they're not even close to contention. So, and Old Depot's reasoning for not playing doesn't really make sense. You know, like you said, there's a piece that is missing from the puzzle that we have not, that we have not being told. One, he did not tell Nate or any other players he wasn't playing. And it's t- two, this is the way I like, read it, the team could have used its spot for another rostered player, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right?
0: Uh, I think they would have to cut somebody. I don't know the specifics, but uh, maybe they could have. I don't know. But let's just let's say they could possibly do that.
2: So, let's just say we could. So, so he pretty much screwed us in a three-week playing of games where, where depth is going to be really important. So, there's definitely a conspiracy to be had and talked about. When, when he played this as well as anyone could have expected leading up to the stoppage the Pacers did. We were well above 500 when he returned, and we watched him struggle through some bad games to start. But I honestly thought he was getting better. In those last four games, he averaged almost 20 points a game, and, you know, he kind of looked like the pick and roll was working. His first game back was electric as hell. So we're definitely a better team with him out there. There's no question about that, even though the injury coming back and everything. So, there was a conference call with Pritchard last week saying that he was the healthiest he's ever seen him. You know, Old Depot made it seem like he was going to give it a try, and then, and then something happened. And he had some of these weird cryptic comments about wanting to be a brand more, and like maybe his thoughts were elsewhere. And, you know, he really just wants to get paid at the end of the day. So him not playing and risking the injury, it comes down to the money first and then you know hurting the team is is not even you know a thought that he's considering like you said so did he have another ski accident maybe there's some kind of ski accident we're not seeing here what, what do you think about that
1: i i uh, so that actually Hawk, uh, what you're saying there ski i actually want to pause that because that i'm going to bring that up when talking about kind of local media local fans so i love the segue but i really do want to hear what chris has to say uh I know. oh before, before I toss it back over to Chris, I know Chris was not. Um, Chris was not the biggest proponent of the league coming back. Like, uh, like I just want the league because I just love sports. Like, inject it into my veins. Like I'm, you know, I need it. Like I, I have to have sports. Like just, I'll do anything in the world once the Pacers play. And Chris went at it more like, who gives a shit? And uh, you know what I mean? Like, who cares? This is not that important. Um, it, I think mean, Chris thinks this championship doesn't mean as much. So before Chris gets started, I think it's important that our fans realize that Chris might be looking yeah. at it, or he's probably looking at it a lot differently than somebody like me who just loves sports because of it. So, Chris, what do you think about the whole situation? Uh, in like your overview of it before we really start breaking it down?
0: Well, PSA, I mean, we haven't had sports for what? Since March. So, April, May, June, July. It's been four months. Um the other part of me too is I'm having a kid in five weeks. So how much time am I really going to have to watch sports? So that's a personal thing for me. Uh but anyways, yeah, I I, I don't think I'm, <clears throat> Wow, excuse me. I don't think coming back is a good idea because let's say uh they play a couple games, then LeBron James gets the coronavirus. League's over. They're not playing anymore. Um right. And then the whole, like, they just, I mean, they can say you quarantine for two weeks, whatever it is. There's just so many rules. Shit's going to hit the fan at some point. There's not going to be, it's not going to go smoothly. Life never goes smoothly. Uh, I'm trying to buy a piece of land right now, and I tell you, I've had about 10 hiccups when I thought it was going to be a quick, easy process. And that's a lot simpler than running an NBA league. So um, I know this is going to have its hiccups. It's not going to go as they expect. And then you're already at this point. You're in July. You're gonna push back next season. I mean, what are we doing here? I, I I'm I'm kind of I, I just I'm against the NBA coming back. I think it's gonna be half-assed basketball. Um, a lot of these players, they're coming back. Who knows how out of shape they are? I mean, these games just I don't know. I just I'm not excited for it. So that's why I wasn't as mad about as you guys, about Oladipo sitting out. I just I have no excitement for these eight games and whatnot, especially when we've heard the Pacers say and other teams say, our goal is just to go there and get out. Like, they're literally just doing this for the money. There's no other reason to do it. And, yeah, I, I mean, they got to get paid. The players got to get paid. The NBA has got to make money. But, like, I don't know. So that's my two cents on that. I, I'm good with waiting another three or four months starting the season back up later in the year, having a fresh season, just doing it all over, because I think this is just going to be a whole, whole cluster. So anyways, on the Oladipo situation, I wasn't as mad about that, like I said about you guys. I completely understand where he's coming from. Financially, I get it. I mean, look back to the lockout season. I think it was 2011. I don't know the reported injuries, but there were several guys who came, uh, came into that season and that extra time off coming back to play later, there were significantly more injuries that season. So I can see what he's saying from that standpoint. I was, I was initially rubbed the wrong way when I saw the report, and the thing that made me the most mad is not the fact that he decided not to play. That's fine. Um, the, the, the fact that he didn't go and tell the team – or his teammates or excuse me the the front office or his teammates the coaching staff whatever it may be nice hat the fact that he didn't tell any of those guys before this got announced um, and then you he, you see these comments about him wanting to become a brand that's just I don't like that at all I, I don't like it um, I, being the leader of the team if I was a teammate on that with him if I was you know on that coaching staff I would be I would be pissed because he kind of just went behind their backs and, you know, had some random – not random guy, but Shams just tweeted out and say he wasn't playing. So that doesn't make sense to me how he went about that. Um, I don't like that at all. Um, And I I know we're going to get into this a little later, but financially-wise, I understand that part of the move. But, like, if you had to offer him a max contract right now, would you do it? I wouldn't. No.
2: Like you said he's only played fifty four percent of the games he's played with the Pacers. I don't think that warrants, you know, a, a max contract with one good season. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I definitely want him to stay, but just looking at it like that I don't think it's worth it. I there's no there's no way in hell I pay a victory though. it's the
1: money even close to what he wants. Um, I I I have a hard here's where I have a hard time because like you guys know me really well obviously like if you if you told me right now that we were gonna meet in a random court and we were gonna play tiddlywinks like I would try to kick your ass in tiddlywinks like I'm gonna put my whatever tiddlywinks gloves on and I'm gonna try to put your ass in it you know what I mean you know what yeah about? I'm sorry, but that's just me. And so, if I, you know, if I was a GM or if I was a coach, I want, I want, I want guys around me that just want to win. And um, I'm not saying Victor doesn't want to win. That's stupid. Uh, but he can't. He's can't. This is a personal decision. I'm Victor. You're fine. Like, make that decision. Like, dude, that's you. I, I'm completely. I understand. Like, here's the same, Financially, I get it. Somebody will pay Victor Depot if he comes back on. But to me, he's showing his true colors. Even Victor Depot at 80% or 90%, he helps the Pinsners immensely. Like, I just can't imagine. Uh, like, I just, in my head, I can't imagine not being there for my teammates. And I certainly couldn't imagine not telling them or letting them know to be a sham. And. Like, I'm just so competitive myself. Like, I've cheated in a mad Like, to win in mat, You know what I mean? Like, how stupid is that? Like, i yeah, I just, I can't, I can't fathom not wanting to compete. Like, I, I, I'm itching. I'm itching to get back to high school sports. Like, being an athletic that's not coaching. Like, I'm itching just to go back and try to, like, watch wins. Like, something I care about. And that's that's what bothers me about Baker. And I think him showing colors like this. I mean, this means when it comes down to it, once he gets paid, like, what's going to happen if he's, like, tired one game and just wants to, like, sit out? Or it just seems like a very slippery slope to start, especially considering he's talking about all this grand talk. And I love the master. I did. I thought it was great. I was so happy he was on it. But now, like looking back at everything he's saying, like he wants to be a brand. Like that wasn't just him showing off his singing skills. That was him trying to go out and, and brand himself as something more than just a basketball player. And I get all these NBA guys are more than players now. Like everyone's doing their their social justice stuff. Everyone's doing their commercials. And like I'm all for that. But at the end of the day, you're a you're a you're a basketball player. And so when. When it's time to play, I feel very strongly that Victor Oladipo should be on the court right now. I understand, like Chris said, I'm not even so mad at Victor as I am all the local media people and, and some of the fans that are just ignorant and they don't understand what's going on. But again, I will hold off on that. But as of right now, the question, would I pay Victor Oladipo a max contract? Absolutely not. And I would have to see something crazy and I would have to hear him talk about this decision. And I guess I would just have to be around him in the building every day to know whether or not I could ever trust to
2: give him a max contract. Are you getting any Paul George vibes at all? Because <laughs> that's been thrown around time and time again. Yeah, I, I do, actually. Uh, and when the whole
1: Paul George thing started happening, I like when it first started, clearly like after a year, it was like, okay, this dude's trying to get to L.A. Like, he's trying to get to L.A. Like, I get it. But... It started out with why would Paul George leave? Like we've given him everything. We built a great team around him. Uh, he's a hero. Like fans chant his name. He's the number one jersey seller. Like he's got his own shoe. Like, why would you leave Indiana when we're giving him all this? Right? That's the same thing. Like when you talk to fans or if you've listened to in you know, the local media and the fans just been saying, Well, Victor's not gonna leave, this is his home, this is yada yada yada. Like so, well, if he's if this is his city, like you know, if this is his city. Why isn't he rapping us when we need him the most? Like, why is it he? If this is his city, and he truly believes that, then why is he not letting his teammates know that he's not going to play and the management know? Like, why? I just don't. I just get a lot of bad vibes. On I just this this seems like the beginning. It's the beginning actually was in the off season when they offered forty million over the next four years for a total of eighty million coming off a catastrophic knee injury that he, quite frankly he's not back from. And the Pacers were willing to like give him that insurance and he like acted like it was the worst thing in the world. Like this this is starting to
2: feel like that slippery slope of Paul George to me anyway. What what do he, you, he, you think, on
0: huh? Oh. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. Do you think they should have offered him more, or do you think 20 is fair? Because I could see how he could be somewhat offended. But, I mean, it's only a first offer, you know? I mean, that's negotiation, I feel like. I, I think, uh, I, and I want to hear what Chris has
1: to say, obviously, about this whole thing, too. But I, I think that for the Pacers, they came in. You're never going to come in with your best offer, right? Unless it's a max player like LeBron, and you're like, here's the max. Structure it how you want. You're going to get your money, right? Victor's not LeBron. Victor at this current stage in his career is probably a top 35 player in the NBA.
2: Maybe. Maybe. We don't know for sure.
1: We don't know. So, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's a top 35 player in the league. $20 million seems fair. Like, I'm not saying if I was Victor I would have accepted it, but if I'm the Pacers, now I know how he was going to come back from this knee injury, like, that's a risk for them, uh, and to be honest, I'm guessing they didn't really think Victor was going to go out and tell everybody what their offer was. You know what I mean? Like, it's a first offer, like you said, Hawk, and I think it was fair for the Pacers, and then once Victor scoffed at it the way he did, they probably did shut down contract negotiations because they thought that they were kind of doing him a favor. If money's so important you, do $20 million, I mean, a year, I mean, I don't really feel sorry for you. <laughs> like, you're some, like your knee was just literally obliterated and you're supposedly in the city you want to live in for the rest of your life and you got offered $20 million to rep that team and be the team leader forever. And you scoffed at it like you were smacked in the face. Like I personally don't get it. Um, I get why he said no, but at the same time I get why the Pacers offer that. Chris, what do you think?
0: Um, that's kind of moving into my next point about the – you know, the discord, supposed discord between him and the front office. And I feel like the front office has been nothing but supportive and, you know, the coaching staff too, they've been supportive in this process for him. And I mean, I'm pretty sure on occasion Pritchard has said that he's would willing to pay Oladipo, whatever it takes. So I don't think that they, I I don't know the specifics of that $20 million offer. I think they were willing and have always been willing to pay him whatever they want. They've said in the past, there's only one untradable player on this team and that's Victor Oladipo. So the front office has been supportive of him. I don't understand where this, you know, tension would be from, but the thing that's telling to me is J. Michael, uh, his uh, article in the Indy Star, he said not only that he wants the most money possible, obviously that makes sense because this is probably his last big contract that will take him to like, you know, age 35 or something like that, but he also wants the chance to win big in the playoffs. Um and so I'm not really sure what that means, especially since people have mentioned the the Knicks as an option, and that's I mean you're not gonna have any chance to win with that opportunity. But um the chance to win big, I think the Pacers front office has done a great job of putting pieces around him. Obviously there's a lot more work to do. And you know, the team owner, uh, Simon, he's he's gotta be willing to pull out that checkbook and maybe go over the cap at some point. But like Pritchard's done a good job with what he's had. He's, he's got two young centers in Turner and Sabonis. Who knows if they can play together or not. That's a subject for another day. But, like, you could trade one of those guys for pieces. You got TJ Warren, who's having a great season. You signed Malcolm Brogdon. So, like, you paid him 20000000 million. You've locked up these two guys in Turner and Sabonis. and I mean, you just have all these pieces. You got Aaron Holiday, a young point guard off the bench. So, like, there's pieces in place. Obviously that's not, I don't think it's a contending team, but they're a piece or two away from, you know, making some real noise. And so that's what I don't understand. And, and it's like you said, he's, he's called this place, his city, he's went to IU. I just don't know where all this is coming from. I I feel like if he left the Pacers, I feel like his career would be over because he wouldn't have the type of support he has here in Indiana from the fans and I just don't – I I, I kind of see it as being like a Lance Stevenson situation. <laughs> when he's not on the Pacers, he doesn't perform as well.
2: I don't know uh, if it's that dramatic, but I, I agree there's no other place that would love him the way Indy does unless he went somewhere and won a title instantly. But I'm just going to continue off what you were saying because I think a lot of fans and people are like actively voicing their frustration. We have to remember it's only been a handful of teams in the finals. What the last decade? One man took eight of them to the finals, and the Pacers, on multiple occasions, were the closest to beating that man. To say we are never going to win or never going to compete, I just think is dumb. I mean, when healthy, the teams of the last almost decade, other than you know that 9 10 team, you know, and the year after that, we drafted an All-NBA type guy, you know, and we just kept it rolling. And then we traded him for two All Stars, kept it rolling again, competing against the best teams. I would consider us a second tier contender, especially this year. I mean, Clippers, Lakers, and then the Bucks would be the top contenders in my. And then we were right there in the second team. I think any other team we could compete with. And, you know, they've had the front office, especially, has made some some great moves. So don't think we're not trying. I mean, other than TJ leaf, I think we've done great strides and great things and I'm not an excuse guy, but I mean, the bad luck has been real recently and you know, the first round exits are annoying as hell, but to say we aren't competing is not true.
0: You want to add on to that? Or are you just going to sit there?
1: <laughs> I was going to talk.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah.
1: I talked twenty four seven and I don't stop. So I was trying
0: to let you go before I just go off. So sorry, Yeah, ahead. so uh, talking about signing the extension, also another reason. Uh, so by not signing the extension now, he sets himself up to make more money when he's a free agent. He a get the most money possible that way. So that's also a reason why uh, he a probably pretty hesitant to sign that. Um, and don't forget, the Pacers do own his bird rights. So that means they can pay him more than any other team, and they can go over the cap to do so. So, um, the Pacers can pay him more than anybody else. Um, I think they've put they they've shown that they're committed to winning. They've, like I said, they had all these young guys. They brought in Malcolm Brogdon, a solid point guard piece for the future. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know what else he wants, but as we're getting kind of back to that subject of max contract and things like that, Hawk had mentioned earlier. Uh, when he was wearing, you know, his second hat of the day, was uh, he's only played in fifty four percent of regular season games since coming here. So, I don't know a player that's worth a max contract that only plays in half of your games. Um, and the Pacers, and, and I saw I saw online today, like an option would be, you know, that uh, he's not willing to 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 commit to the Pacers after this season. Maybe they look at trading him um, when the season ends uh, between now and December. So maybe they look at making a deal at that point. Maybe they do a sign-and-trade next season. And maybe I'm just blowing smoke up everybody's asses. I think everything works out, and he probably stays. I'm leaning towards that. I don't think this is as much as a Paul George situation as people are making it seem. I think Victor's way more humble, way more down-to-earth guy. I don't think he's got those Paul Jorbs vibes that we all got. So I think this is just, you know, Pacers fans are just getting those signs again. They're like, oh, my God, we just went through this three years ago. um, I think they see, you know, kind of they think the writing's at the wall. But obviously some weird stuff going on. I'm not going to lie, stuff that makes me mad. But I think we all need to just relax.
2: Okay. That's okay. a very bad perspective of you. It is. Yeah,
0: that, that was a very bad. And if he does leave, guess what? It'll all work out. The Pacers have made the playoffs how many times since the 80s? Everything will work out. We'll get somebody else, and we're going to be a 4 or 5 seed and get swept in the first round. We're going to always think we're going to contend. It's going to work out, baby, so don't worry about it. Um, the Pacers will always find a way to be mediocre. <laughs>
1: I, got a, I got a question for you guys, and I want to – and maybe, you know uh, – I might know. <laughs> I, I just want to see what happens. Hickory's on for me to talk. Um, I, I'm i not really a conspiracy theorist, as you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty straightforward. Uh, but if I was a conspiracy theorist, it wasn't too long ago. And tell me if if you don't kind of look at this sideways. Do you remember a couple weeks ago when Paul George brought up the whole Pacer thing again, where the Pacers weren't willing to go get the best power forward in the league, even though he had everything worked out for them to do? So you guys recall that?
0: Yeah, Anthony Davis.
1: Yes. Then, conspicuously, now Victor is not going to play. And he didn't tell anybody. He let it go through the media. He let it go through Shams. If I was a big conspiracy theorist guy, I think that maybe Paul George kind of paved that way for Victor Oladipo. Uh, That's a way, when Paul George says that, that makes everyone kind of think like, oh, wow. You know, not us, because we actually know what's happening with the Pacers. But the average national media fan thinks, oh, wow, the Pacers must be idiots. They could have got Anthony Davis, and they didn't want to do it. Okay, okay. so then a couple days after that, all this discord with Victor Oladipo pops up, and now the national media is like, "Man, I wonder what's going on with Indiana. Like, why? Why won't they keep their superstars? correctly? and so it just seems very odd to me that Paul George is still talking about the Patriots. A
0: because he's obsessed. No correlation. I, see,
1: I, I don't know that there is no correlation. Why would you bring that up and then all of a sudden, a couple of days later, discord with our best player again?
0: Because we're bored, it's quarantine, people are just talking. Like I saw today on a debate show, it was either first take or the Skip Bayless one. They were talking about, did LeBron make the right move with the decision? That was 10 years ago. <laughs> And they're debating. This is why. This is why I'm pro the NBA coming back. This is the only reason why I'm pro the NBA coming back is because maybe we can just get the LeBron and the Michael Jordan arguments down from 20 topics a week to like 10. That's all I'm asking for.
2: Not a chance.
0: Right now we're talking about the decision. Something happened 10 years ago. These guys need sports bad. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I don't get. That's. I follow a lot of conspiracy theories. I don't follow that one.
2: you thinking Paul George wants to get Victor out of Indy to like team up in Sacramento or something? <laughs> no, that
1: that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, obviously there's bad blood for Paul George in front office. And I think if he heard, like all we can act like all of these guys are super competitive with each other. And I thought Victor was like that. Like, that's why I loved him so much. I thought he was a superstar. Um, I, th- I thought he was a superstar, that really competitive, but um, like PG, like what, what, like, what does he have to gain to talking about the Pacers? It just seemed very out of place. And I get he's obsessed with his own image, but like you mentioned that if he if he knows Victor is having these thoughts of feelings and he knows that that's going to drop, that just makes Paul George look even better in this situation for me, I guess. So maybe it's not about painting the way for Victor to say all this stuff and make the Pacers look bad, but if he knows that 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 news is going to drop, well, it makes sense that he would say, man, the Pacers treated me me really badly and look what's getting ready to happen with Victor Oladipo. That's all I'm saying. I I don't think that that's crazy. I don't think that it's, you know, uh, George Bush uh, doing 9-11 crazy. That's all I'm saying
0: all right before we wrap up oladipo i got a couple more questions here before we move on to the around the association but to wrap up the oladipo topic percent chance that oladipo is on another team in 2021 what's your percentage mm,
2: i'll say 30 i think oh. one third it could happen there's a one third chance oh okay um I have one more thing I have to go off my chest about this before. Uh, sorry, I'm
1: laying down now on that. Um But I think that there is probably a, I would say, 50% chance. I think that's a coward's way out. But I think it, that at this point it is 50%. I, 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 I think he could see himself waiting. And uh, if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that I would have said that, I would have been pretty hurt.
0: I'm going five.
2: Five percent.
0: five percent.
2: Five percent. Chris is a sheep. He's a sheep. I'm going she five percent.
0: I think it's all smoke. I don't believe anything I see, and I'm just an optimistic person. So five percent's what what you're getting from me.
1: Did you just say that you're an optimistic person? Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Being an almost dad has changed me.
1: Okay, I have to get this off my chest. I'm sorry. Cook, I know you want to get to a realm of association.
0: Oh I got I two more things say, before then, so you better hustle up.
1: What you say? I
0: got two more things I want to cover real quick before we get to that, so you better hustle up. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I,
1: I just wanna say that if you're if you're one of those Pacer fans that are calling in on these local radio shows and like you're completely you're completely backing Victor Girl
0: Are you docking <laughs> right now? You're dockageing what are you docking right now i
2: don't think so
0: just keep going
2: he's He's about to dockage let's go ahead. he's
0: gonna dock dock dockage us go ahead
1: did he make this point
0: i don't know know. Docketch is just always dockage is just always talking down to these little blogger boys or whatever so i mean oh oh, i'm
1: not going for the blogger boys i'm going after the actual fans but if you're calling in um it's like the same thing when andrew luck like retired like, it was like, oh my gosh, Andrew Luck retired. Oh, this is so sad. Um, initially, like, people were booing, but then it was like, oh, Ryan Grinson was so bad. And Like, they backed these guys, and what it does is, it just, it, it's so soft. Like, it's just, like, we're so soft. Like, your franchise quarterback quit on you two weeks before the season. And you
2: guys weren't out late. I like, was mad. I was not. I was not on the I love Andrew Luck train by any means.
1: <laughs> but you weren't calling into radio shows like the guy. Like you, you, you are one of the cult fans of like two middle fingers. I know this is a you ready so. <laughs> two middle fingers, Andrew Luck, and you moved on exactly, Hawk. Huh? But like, listen to this tweet from Bob Kravitz. Like, this is the epitome of why Americans weren't that okay. You want to talk about non-competitive? And I know Bob Kravitz is an old white guy who he's just this. I'm passing by, but it says if I'm one of the big teammates, I just picture like him like crying. Like if I'm one of the big teammates, I'm thinking I might get lost on the way to the airport, July 9th for the trip to Orlando. Yeah, they played well without him this year, but who wants to make that kind of commitment when you have a pretty good idea you're going to get bounced? Early? How about this, Bob? How about the millionaire athletes go and play the games they love? How about they go and be competitive? How about we go and try to win basketball games, Bob? Maybe that's what they want to do. Maybe the commitment, Bob, is the fact that they're in the NBA. Everything that, maybe the commitment is, hey, we're all playing together. I don't, like, what do you mean? You know, you have a pretty good idea you're going to get bounced early. Well, why do I even play this at the beginning of the year, because I have a pretty good idea every day of the year the Pacers are going to get bounced early in the playoffs. So why even play there, Bob? I don't, like, and then people are, like, replying on this, and I can't even go to them all, because I know you have other shit you want to talk about, but, I, they're, like, they're just, they're backing Victor the Olahipo. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's just, he's not feeling right. Like, what do you mean he's not feeling right? He just had three months off. You're telling me he's not back in good shape yet? Like okay, if he's not in good shape, what is he doing? Again, I'm not mad at the throw with you, bro. but he's, he's, I feel like it's the same people. When I was li- like, I had to listen to all the Andrew Luck stuff about oh poor Andrew Luck, this poor Andrew Luck, that. It's like, why do you guys have to do your your quarterback quit on you? Your franchise quarterback that was supposed to be uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. That's all I heard about forever. All right, stop bringing up. Yeah. Points, all right, we're gonna
0: move. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move on from that. All right, I paused it real quick. That's enough talking from you on this subject. Um, So what we're gonna do now is to keep this. You know, we gotta keep this like at an hour. You lose people's interest after a while. You can't do like three-hour podcasts. Anyways, um, I wanna go over to this next subject. Being an Indiana sports fan sucks. You ready for this? Yes.
2: Yeah. So since. Let me change
0: my hat. All right, go ahead and change your hat. I'm ready. All right, since 2011, I got something for each year here. Uh, 2011, obviously the biggest thing in that year was the Peyton Manning injury, neck injury. Had to quit playing. I had to, uh, I think, about a month or so before the season. They signed Kerry Collins. He plays, gets hurt, hurt, and then Curtis Painter for the entire season. Uh, That year also as well, you have the Kawhi uh, being drafted by the Pacers. Even though yeah, nope. technically you can say he wasn't, um, but anyways, it's on here on the list. 2012, Peyton Manning is cut by the Colts, and uh, he goes on to sign with the Broncos and win a Super Bowl. Uh, also, Ryan, do what?
1: Who they draft in 2012?
0: Andrew Luck. No. We'll get to the Uh, excuse my dog barking in the background. Uh, Ryan Grigson was also hired that season. Uh, Ugh. in 2013, the Colts traded their first round pick for Trent Richardson. Ugh, that's the worst
2: one that we're going
0: to yeah. hear today. 2014, we had the Paul George injury and Lance Stevenson left the Pacers for the Hornets, both in the same month. Ugh. um, 2015, we had the embarrassing punt play, the worst play of all time the Colts had against the Patriots. Uh, I believe it was Griff Whalen, and I can't remember who else it was. Um, And then also that season, uh, Luck got injured, which was kind of the downfall of his career uh, with that lacerated kidney. So... Uh, 2016, there wasn't really anything too terrible, but I put on here that the Pacers signed Al Jefferson, who was like 45 years old to a three year, $30 million contract. That's pretty bad. That was pretty much where Larry Bird was like, okay, you know, I'm just, I'm done. Um, 2017, uh, Pritchard's first season, Paul George demands a trade, he goes to that softball game, says he wants to win a championship in Indy. Then he demands a trade Uh, Also that season, the Pacers drafted TJ Leaf. Um, 2018, we started board ready to pod, which is a good thing. But like literally one week later, uh, Lance Stevenson, his team option got got declined and he left the Pacers. (laughs) Terrible timing. Uh, 2019, Oladipo got hurt against the Raptors. uh, And then Andrew Luck retires. So just a double whammy there. Um, And then now we have uh, the Oladipo uncertainty in 2020 on top of everything else that's happened in 2020, along with the fact that back in March, Lance Stevenson was going to sign with the Pacers again, and then coronavirus happened and they had to suspend the season. So, I mean, that is just 10 years of just pain
2: something we know all too well and as jake is also now a cleveland browns fan i mean i'm sure his is just as bad as ours so we can all just kind of wallow around in our misery together
0: yeah
1: imagine if we had a baseball team like that's that's only the misery of two sports it's true we haven't even talked about how bad the indianapolis indians have been during that time i mean we haven't even dove into that
0: or the fever the fever they made a finals and they lost
1: Oh yeah, they the did
0: Fever. win. A, hey, but the Fever did win a win a finals, so they're the only team of this decade, you know? past decade to win a win a ring.
2: Shout out to Fever.
0: All right, so uh, before we get into around the association, I'll let Hawk start getting that ready while we uh, go over this next ad read for Manscaped. Uh, I want to ask you fellas though first. You guys got the kit, the Manscaped kit. Tell me your thoughts on the Manscaped product. I mean, it's just elect electric.
1: I'll be honest with you. I love it um, and personally. Um, my Nether regions are better. Uh, they're it's a more cleanly environment down there. Um, I love the lawnmower. Um, there's just I I can't go over it enough. I'm a big fan of the deodorants and the smell good stuff. Like it really does change my day. As you know, I'm an avid bike rider, and uh, and having that stuff just just really just makes everything down there better and a little more
2: uh it just feels like you can breathe a little more hockey huh? you, you get that feeling as well yeah my pubes grow like three inches a day so i'm using this i'm using this at least once a day so i i can speak for like certainty they, they don't go dull and, and that aftershave is key as well because it keeps everything clean and fresh.
0: Yeah, and uh, now they're introducing the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. Uh, it's it's been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. This is the third generation trimmer. I'm not sure when uh, when they started, but this is their third uh, lawnmower. Um, and I gotta, I mean, also just hit on the points that you guys said. It's it's a lifesaver. So um, it's got new water resistant technology. Allows you to shave in the shower. I need this immediately. Yeah. Are they going to send us more free ones? I hope so. Uh, let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by a USB, and the battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can have an even longer shave. Um, so if you want to, you need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with code armchair at manscaped.com your balls will thank you get 20% and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscape.com. use code armchair once again your you balls will thank you <laughs> <laughs> alright moving on around the association Hawk I will shoot it over to you
2: it is time I'm just kidding, we need the music first, so restart
0: that. <laughs> Not working, <gonna> I keep going.
2: <laughs> Alright, let me get the music ready before I get into this. I was unprepared, even though you clearly warned me we were about to do this.
0: Yeah, I, I said literally.
2: It's <laughs> time for a- is, uh, by Ready to
0: yeah. <laughs> That's a fidget spinner.
2: That was a fidget spinner. You guys have a keen eye. All right, here we go. First topic of the day 20 days from the start of the NBA season, day. the tagline is 88 games in 15 days. Players will have access to golf six days a week. Bass fishing around the lake with a guide, but no booze, unfortunately. Manny's and patties, bowling, and an Animal Kingdom excursion around the park. Also, you might have seen several players bringing their gaming system, so I'm expecting that to be a big part of the the bubble as well. Thoughts on the bubble life? What players are going to be doing? Is there going to be any sexual relations with any ladies? Is is it just going to be strictly above the board gaming and golfing? What do you think?
0: If you think that these guys are just going to sit there and play video games and uh, play golf and whatnot, play ping pong in their off time, you got another thing coming for you. Uh, they got other things planned, other activities planned. They've been texting with each other from other teams. They're like, yo, uh, we're in the same hotel. When are we partying? Things like that. I mean, there's going to be alcohol. There's going to be women. There might be some drugs. I don't know. Um If you think that these guys are just going to sit there and be bored like the rest of us folks here in the United States during our quarantine time, you're crazy.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think, um, like, they they can, I mean, the wild excursion thing could be kind of fun. I'm not really in on the bowling. I've seen their food. The food looks very iffy at best. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of thinking like this seems like one of those things where like you're like when you're trying to recruit kids going to like college and you're like, well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take you to this party and you're gonna get to like a tour of you know whatever. And then all of a sudden, like if you're one of those like top you know top top of the line recruits, like yeah, you're doing all that stuff, but you know at the end of the night you're gonna go to a party and there's gonna be like 15 girls that they've hired just to like schmooze you. Like, you know that's going down. You know the NBA is like, Yeah guys, you guys aren't gonna have any alcohol. (laughs) Wink wink. Yeah, no girls in this bubble. Wink wink. Like, come on, this is the NBA guys. Dude, James Harden is renowned for his illicit activities at bars with women that like to dance. Like, there's no way you can keep a dog out
2: of his out of a shed. And so it is what it is. I think we all there's way Yeah, a little bit of Pacers information here. They're going to be staying at the Grand Floridian Hotel, along with the 76ers, Rockets, Mavericks, Grizzlies, Nets, and Magic. Oh no! So
0: Harden's going to be actually in the hotel with them. That's not good. Yes, yeah,
2: so they're going to be they're going to be tearing up the hotel
0: strip club together. TJ Leaf and James Harden together partying. That's that's a lethal combo. <laughs> that's, that's
2: going to be wild, dude. Tyus Jones Go- actually uh, posted a picture from one of his hotel rooms with a dead cockroach. So
0: I did that see is also- that
2: a thing that's going on. That's oh, a shame. I feel really bad
0: for those billionaires. Yeah, the yeah. the thing was Rondo posted a photo and he's like Motel 6, huh? And then he like put at NBA. And it's like just looks like a regular hotel room that we've all <laughs> stayed in. Like a nicer looking hotel room like like these guys are just spoiled, man. It's like shut up.
2: Yeah, I mean, you knew this wasn't going to be like a five-star experience. You're
0: staying you? at Disney. I mean, come on. <laughs>
2: The first day of games will be the 30th, the Pelicans versus Jazz, Clippers-Lakers. Then the next night, we got Boston-Milwaukee, Houston-Dallas. Those games will be on ESPN and TNT, and there will be other games on the NBA. Now, thoughts about those games? Who do you like in those games, Jake? Pelicans-Jazz, Clippers-Lakers. Pelicans-Jazz, I'll go Pelicans. Game just seems to mean more to them. Uh,
1: Clippers-Lakers, I mean, I'm assuming the Lakers are probably getting uh, like foot rubs, like in the the cryogenic chamber things, and so I'm assuming the Lakers are probably getting treated better than everybody else. So I'll go Lakers and uh, Lakers Pelicans is I think is what I'm going to go with. What do you think, Cookie?
0: I'm going with the first game played, whatever it is. I don't know what it was. First game played, most action. Who cares? It who cares what it is? It, it's it's basketball and it's back. That's all I care about. There I don't even go. remember what the matchups are.
2: When asked about social distancing this week, Rockets head coach Mike D'Antonio said, well, that's how we guard anyway. Thoughts on his comment?
0: (laughs) I mean, he's not wrong. He's not lying.
1: I think it's always good to be self-aware, Hawk, and I think Mike D'Antonio is uh, very well aware that he doesn't care if they guard anybody. And, uh, yeah, how is James Harden going to social distance anyway? Because he's got to, like, run into people and then throw the ball at the rim so he can get free throws. So, like... This is very problematic for for the rockets.
0: I love how there. you're just like trying to seductively like sit in the corner there. He knows like this is a YouTube video. He's just gotta you know seductively just put his arm up like that. He's laying on a bed. It's Just kind of it's kind of creepy. Sure. You guys
2: want me to do one of these? Like, what <laughs> you look like the Luca Bagnata from Don't <laughs> Have a Cat. Don't say that. I, mean,
1: I there's there's it's Stephanie's clothes are in here, and I don't want to. Like I just, I'm trying to like, I'm trying
2: to be helping cook. Is this okay, or is this too
0: stuck? With me? Yeah, that's good. All right, next time.
2: All right. Former players that have signed over the last week: we got Jamal Charles signing with the Nets. <laughs> Jamal we got Charles.
0: Mike Beasley back with the <laughs> he Nets. He needs Jamal J. Crawford.
2: R-Smooth with the Lakers, and we got Joakim Noah with the Clippers. Will any of those guys be an impact?
0: Did you say Jr. Did but- you say Jr. Smooth? <laughs>
2: JR Smoove.
0: And you said Jamal uh, You Charles. Jamal
2: Charles, <laughs> Jamal, Jamal, did I? Yeah. I meant Jamal. What if Jamal Charles signed with the Nets? Do you think they'd be better or worse?
0: They'd probably be better. I mean, a
2: lot of speed on for And also, there was a video of Jokic lost 40 pounds, and he looks so different. It's unbelievable how skinny he's gotten. But he is stuck in his country because he can't get out right now, so that is also a problem. Pretty
0: much what the Nets are doing, it's kind of like the replacements, that football movie. They're just hiring these guys that have been on the streets. They have some basketball experience. Obviously, Jamal Crawford, uh, you know, a stud player in the league for several years, but uh, I'm not trying to diminish that. But uh, he's been out of the league for a reason. He's over 40. Yeah, he might come out there and drop 40 points on, you know, 35 shots. But... um, uh, you know, it is it is what it is. I, uh, I I don't think. I think the Nets will be pretty interesting to watch.
2: I think. Yeah, Jamal if anybody loses to the Nets, they should automatically have to leave the bubble. I think Jamal
1: Crawford has worn more NBA jerseys than Hawk wore, has worn hats in this video. Yes. <laughs> <Is there something? laughs> crazy, but I think it's true. Like, what? Right, yeah, like, I think it's close. I have a question. Why? Why is no one signing Isaiah Thomas? Like, I know he's not what he was or anything, but, like.
0: It doesn't like make any sense.
1: Yeah, for, like, eight games? Like, four. Sure.
0: Why would up. Jamal Crawford get signed before Isaiah Thomas? Makes no sense. Why would Michael answer. Beasley get signed? No sense. <laughs>
1: that crazy. Anyways, go ahead, Hawk. I was just, he was just a guy that I was like, you know what? You could throw a. You can throw a dart at him, and he has some good, he has some talent left. It's,
2: I mean, whatever. I think do. the answer is the Nets just are one of those teams that wants to get in and get out. I don't yeah. think they expect to do anything with the way they're set up. They so don't I, care. I think Zach Thomas would be a, a way in the other direction, maybe possibly competing. Maybe that's why. But, all right, last one I got. It's, kind of, it's, it's a little more serious than what we've talked about, but it's not really serious at all at the same time. Tori Miller became the first woman G League GM for the Atlanta Skyhawks after spending last season as the assistant. This would spark a debate. How long, if you had to guess, until one of these women break through to either coach or GM of a team? And how bad will the media frenzy be that follows?
0: Coach, I'm saying... At least once, one they'll be at least one in the next five years. GM, at least one in the NBA in the next ten years.
2: Jake,
1: I think that's a okay. I think that's a tad. I like. I get why Chris is saying that. Um, I think the coach. I I think the GM will come for the coach.
0: Becky Hammond. Oh, well, Becky well, look, Hammond will get a 30 job 30 in the next five years.
1: I I think logistically speaking, though, and maybe I'm wrong because everyone says – I mean, I've never been around Becky Ember, when she's trying to coach, obviously. But everyone talks very of her. I I, I haven't been there. But I just think, like, the GM stuff, I think the way GM jobs are trending where it's a lot more analytical and whatnot, I could see a girl breaking through – or a female breaking through, like – Next year, I mean, if she's the best candidate next year, I think coaching. There's way more that goes into it. There's way more to the equation, and I feel like it's such a boys' club coaching, where I think it would be easier to break through as an executive. So I think I think within ten years we'll see one breakthrough in either coach or executive. I think Chris timeline's right. I think we're all at the same. Like I think Becky Human is the, the, the name we know, but I think I think it'd be easier to break through as an executive.
2: Yeah, I think either of them is going to have an uphill battle. Whichever happens first, just because I think the media is going to put so much pressure on it, and then Twitter—I mean, there's going to be a lot of inappropriate thing things said. I'm sure of it. So that's just going to be that's going to be a wild time for the internet. I don't know if the internet's ready for something like that. No. Um, I got but one we'll
0: more. See. I got one more thing here before we close. So back kind of to the Old Depot situation. Not about Oladipo. Uh, so NBA is coming back. That means that Hawks' ass tat bat, bet is back, baby. And guess what? Oladipo sits. Season. Oladipo sits. Sumner gets four minutes and 15 points. I think he's got a shot. Eight games to do it plus the playoffs. I think it happens. So the best, listen, mark my
1: words, the best time for this to happen, we, we need the Pacers to solidify their seed early. And then all of a sudden, Sumner's going to get like a game or
2: two where he gets like thirty-five minutes. And we They're just gonna need goals. all the reps can get. They're not going to put Sumner in as, as little as they can. He's not. He's a non-issue, non-factor in my opinion.
0: <laughs> I mean, they okay, gotta. They gotta run. play him.
2: Nah, we'll see. We'll see. He sucks. <laughs> he hasn't been able to score fifteen all year. He's not going to score fifteen in the, the eight game. I'm telling you what. Uh,
0: <laughs> so you like your odds then?
2: I love my odds. I've loved my odds all season. I've said it from the jump. He's
0: and not And you gotta promise, though, if we ever get to that point, kind of like we did—I can't remember what game it was, but it's several months ago. I think January or February. If we get to that point where he's close, you have to live stream again. Oh
2: yeah, I think he had nine and a half, and we were like, "Oh, it's over." And yeah, <laughs> and he just didn't score. Again. He, yeah, he, he had like nine.
0: He had nine in the first <laughs> half, and then I think he had maybe two in the second half. So. God.
2: Do we play either do we play
1: I know we play them, but do we play either the Suns or the Wizards late in this eight game thing?
0: I think they're both early. Damn it. Dude, I was hoping, dude. I
1: was hoping for the Washington Wizards last game. We've already we already know where we're gonna be at the playoffs. Nine like they won't play defense if Sumner goes off. Like that is the dream. It's Not happening.
0: We'll see what happens. Just another storyline going in. I wanted to make sure that we didn't drop the ball on that. I didn't want you to think you got away with it. You've probably been sitting at home for the last four months, you know, just doing one of those evil grins, thinking you got past this, thinking we forgot. We certainly didn't do that. So I just wanted to make sure you're reminded. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. Uh, We're just, I think, three weeks out from NBA basketball. Uh, MLB is coming back a lot sooner than that. Uh, and then hopefully NFL is coming back in August or in September as scheduled. Love the plethora amount of plethora uh, amount of hats, excuse me, that you have. Um, and that's all I got for you guys today. So that's going to wrap up this episode, Born Ready to Pod podcast. We will see you guys very very soon. See
1: you. See ya, the Mad Dog.